this is Sergeant Sacker. Listen to me. We've traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. Welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. Have you checked your podcast feed? I just wanted to say, have you checked your children? Well, I was that was the joke. Oh, why didn't you say that then? Well, bec- I was trying to make it about us, because this week... Oh, I, I got you. For the That's <laughs> funny. For the first week of Proto Slasher Month, uh, we watched When a Stranger Calls. First of all, I would like to formally apologize... For making Sergio watch When a Stranger Calls. It's okay. I wanted to see what inspired the great 2000 film. Six. Six, thank you. (laughs) The 2006 film featuring Camilla Bell. Of Jurassic Park 3 fame. Of Taylor Swift love triangle fame. Wait, was she in Jurassic Park 3, The Lost World? It was The Lost World. She's a little girl that got eaten by the little tiny dinosaurs. She, She has bad luck. Yeah. Well, she survived the second the fo- the movie, but she got eaten by little dinosaurs. So how'd she survive? I mean, she survived when a stranger calls, didn't she? Oh well, spoilers, but yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. But what we watched is the original 1979 when a stranger calls. Um. For for Proto Slasher Month, it's the like the biggest title I could think of. Um. But here's the plot, really quick, before we get into it. A retired police detective hunts a deranged British seaman out to recreate a babysitter's horror, which is... I feel like the best synopsis you could give is, f- like, just the title itself, When a Stranger Calls. Yeah, I mean, it's it's based on that urban legend of the babysitter being haunted by phone calls. Have you checked the children? And the children are already dead, and the calls are coming from inside the house. The podcast is coming from inside the house. Yeah, if you listen to the end of our credits, that's where this comes from. And... Okay, here's a story for you guys. I first watched story time. Yeah, story time. We should get a jingle. Sing a song for me. Um, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. I was probably copyrighted. Sing a story time song. <sighs> Stories are for lovers, and lovers are for friends. Okay, great. So gather around <laughs> the friends. Oh, thank you. Okay, so I first watched this movie in my senior year of high school when I was super getting into horror. And I was very underwhelmed by it. But um, the same thing happened when I first... Shouldn't you have been studying for, like, the SATs or the APs and stuff in high school? I did great on all those things, so clearly what this was working. Okay. Um, so Sorry for distracting you. When I, when I watched Black Christmas for the first time, I also had a similar reaction. I was like, I was kind of bored by it, and I wasn't super interested. It was very 70s. It wasn't the slasher I was looking for. But when I rewatched Black Christmas last Christmas for this podcast, I loved it. It's a great movie. It's Mm -hmm. nigh on a masterpiece Mm -hmm. of like 70s horror. So I was like, you know what? If there's ever. Black Christmas gave birth to one of my personal favorites, Black Xmas. Oh, yeah. Yes, it did. Um, With Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And the girl who dated um, that guy, Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah. Who's the guy she dated? I have no idea. He's a singer, Josh Groban. Really? Yeah. Are they the same age? No, of course not. They're around the same age. I don't believe She's you. like in her 40s now. What the hell? Like 30s. Buffy came on in the 90s, Brennan. You're right. But so did I. 
Yeah, and you were like a t- kid. Yeah, and I was she a baby. was a teen. Okay, anyway. A anyway, 20 year old playing a teen. You're right, you're right, you're right. An annoying little sister. But so I I came around on Black Christmas. So I was like, let's start this off with When a Stranger Calls. This will be the only movie this month that I've actually seen before. I hope I can like redeem my faith in When a Stranger Calls and like find something to like about it. And did you? If if anything, it was worse than the first <laughs> really? time because I knew I had to sit through it. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was not going to get better? Yeah. yeah I uh, think it did get better, uh, like, towards the end. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Sergio. Here's the thing with Brennan Klein. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do say that a lot. Do you really? Well, because you said I did in the podcast. No, you say, the thing is. Well, I feel like it's similar. But, um... The thing is, <laughs> Carol Kane is good in this movie. She's great. She is, hands down, a better actress than Camilla Bell. Yeah, no one's contesting that. I'm just letting the people know that's what I think. Okay. <laughs> My opinion matters. It does. It does. Okay. But um, Carol Kane, who plays the babysitter, and then it cuts to seven years later because there's a Brett the movie-esque time jump 20 minutes in. Mm-hmm. And well, it's a little bit more intense because Bratz was what, like two years? It was three years, oh. which is still crazy uh-huh. um, after you spend so much time in this movie. And then um, at the end, she shows up again as like now she's a mother and mm-hmm. she's being stalked by this killer again. And she's worried about her own kids. And it's like a reversal of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a reverse. Don't Spoilers. tell mom the babysitter's dead. <laughs> really? Is that a movie? It is a movie. Oh, I've never heard of it. Yeah, have you made me see it, Brennan? No, I haven't. Okay. I actually haven't seen it either. Okay, good. It's just a great title. Okay. Which couldn't possibly live up to its title. Okay. Carol Kane is great, but the thing is, uh, uh th- this will play into my scariness score, actually. Let's actually get started talking about that. We rate um, on from one to five on scariness, campiness, effects, and overall quality. Okay, so how many drop calls do you give it? I give it two dropped calls. Good. That's what I gave it. Oh, good. Because the Carol Kane parts are good. Yeah. She's a good actress. She's a useless That is girl. a better film than the rest of it. This is a good movie sandwich. Because mm-hmm. Carol Kane is in 20 minutes at the beginning and like 15, 15. minutes at the end. And those parts are awesome. Uh-huh. They're, s- they're still a little slow because it's the 70s and that was the thing. Uh-huh. And also, we have to watch her dial using an actual phone dial. And that takes forever. Yeah. Like, skip through some of the she numbers. She had to call the operator so to get to 911. Yeah, did they not have nine one one in the seventies? No, because I remember like seven years later, she was like, "Just call nine one one if there's an emergency." Well, maybe that's because it was set. That means the pre the pre part was set in the sixties or seventy two, maybe if it was seven years before now. I don't know. Or the seven years later part is set in the future, so it all actually happened in nineteen eighty six, and they all just had terrible seventies hairstyles because of uh, it was coming back like, hey, remember when seventies nostalgia. Okay. Was that nonsense? Did that make any sense? It made some sense. Okay. I'll let you decide in post if you want to keep it or not. Okay. Um, yeah. Carol Kane parts are great. Have you checked the children? Obviously, it's a classic. Um, there are a lot of classic lines in that beginning sequence, and if that sequence was the entire movie, that'd be great. Yeah. And then I immediately reversed that because that's what they did for the remake, and it was still bad. Uh-huh. Like, if I I actually... Well, in the remake, to be fair, they kept it all one night. They didn't keep it, like, two separate nights. No, I I think that first part could be great as a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, like that one night. Like, I actually have this set up. If I ever become, like, a famous director and I get asked on a podcast just like this, um, if, like, what property I would remake, 
it would be when a stranger calls. Like I know there's already a remake, but we've done that before. Just give it a different title. Yeah, when uh, when Camilla calls. Yeah, I believe. Oh shoot, there's a ripoff called When a Killer Calls. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, when it's a got like calls. a it's got a boob lady on the cover holding a phone. Is she holding it like in with her boobs, her boobs? Basically. Um, but no, I that's what I would say. Remake When a Stranger Calls because I think you should set it all on that one night. And not make it terrible <laughs> because it's possible, but the remake's just not very good. Well, the remake just has a hot girl instead of like a decent actress. No offense, Camilla Bell. I love you. Yeah. And well, the thing is, this is spoilers for sure. The kids in the original movie, they, they've been dead this whole time. Mm-hmm. And the killer's trying to lure her into the room so he can kill her. Mm-hmm. And that's really macabre and terrifying. But in the remake, the kids are super alive, and she has to, like, hide them in an aquarium or something. Yeah. and They have a greenhouse in that home. Yeah, it's really silly. And I think that that makes it toothless. I think that the movie should. Because there's no stakes? Yeah. The kids I mean, are the stakes fine. are pretty high for the kids. Yeah, no, but the thing is, I think you should keep that quintessential story with the kids being dead, and that would be so much more terrifying, and make that a movie. I just I don't feel like kids should die. That's fair. <laughs> I um, want them to live. If anything, she can die all she wants. Okay, uh, I'm not like promoting child death. Obviously, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a very uh, controversial <laughs> stance to take. <laughs> but in a movie, like Unpopular if it's popular opinion, I yeah, want the kids to live. If you're making the situation more intense, I think it's worth it. Or like in Bloody Moon, where they just run over a kid with a truck for no reason in the middle <laughs> of the movie. Was that the one you you showed me? Yeah. Okay. Suffering is good for pleasure. Oh, that one. Yeah. That was so long. That Italian movie, right? That was uh, like it was German. German, yeah. Oh. I guess anyway. Okay. Speaking of suffering. The the middle we've kind of been skirting around this, but the middle hour of this movie lacks Carol Kane. It's just a cop trying to chase down this killer. Yeah. But he's like a he's like a Doctor Loomis in the Halloween franchise. He talks a big game, but he does almost nothing, and then he shoots the killer in the yeah. end. But literally, it's just him wandering around looking for the killer, and then we watch the killer like trying to make friends with this lady who is an idiot. Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. She's kind of a badass because he, like, wants to buy her a drink, which is like, I have my own money, thank you. And I'm like, yeah, you're your own woman. You're independent. She lights her own cigarette. Yeah. She can, like, she's strong enough to, to light a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he follows her to her. She had a lighter. Oh, I get. Well, that's strong. She needs thumb strength. She got okay. it. But he follows her to her apartment, and as she's opening the door, she sees him, and she's like. That's my favorite quote, actually. What? The part where she's like, oh, it's you, or what are you doing here? Yeah, yeah she's so chill, just with this stalker appearing in her apartment. Mm-hmm. And then the phone rings. She just walks in and leaves the door open, and the guy walks in, and she's surprised. And it's just this idiotic scene. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even die. And then the cop chases the killer around uselessly for, like, 40 more minutes. And then Carol Kane comes back, and the movie's good again. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, wait, why did we, why did we yeah. spend this time here? We spend more. We spend like five minutes in the like homeless shelter, looking for the crazy guy, which we can see. He hides under the covers, like he's in Lights Out. Uh huh. I just, I'm so frustrated. Also, why didn't she check the children? Like, okay, let let's do a little role play. You're a babysitter. I'm a creepy guy on the phone. 
Bing, 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 bing. I let it ring. You bing, know I don't bing, answer bing, my bing. phone if I don't know who it is. Well, it's a landline, so you can't tell. It doesn't have color ID yet. I was still... Oh, I mean, like, I'm in the 60s now? 79, yeah. Okay. Or 72, when we're imagining this is set. Okay. Ring, 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 ring. Groovy. <laughs> have you checked the children? Uh, what's the lingo that they would use back then? Naman. They were all Jamaican in the 70s? Yeah. Cool runnings. <laughs> cool runnings, bobsled. One love. One love. Okay. But would you check the children is what I'm asking. If I was a babysitter. Like, was I stoned? I feel like I mean, Ganja yes, was, was big. the 70s. You have a contact tie just by existing in the 70s. Um, I don't know if I'd understand the question. Oh, my have God. I checked the kids. I'm just like, saying. How can I check anybody? Yeah, like, are they polka dotted? Are they checked? I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like kids can check themselves. Before they wreck themselves? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Check yourselves before you really wreck yourselves. Okay, just what I'm saying. In the in the context I of know what you're saying. I would have checked the kids. Yeah, in, well, in the context of this movie, that's a bad idea because he would have killed you. Yeah. But if someone's like, have you checked the children? I'd be like, you know what? That's not a bad idea. This <laughs> is scary. Uh, I just... There is a great scare that I will commend. Um, Carol Kane is super scared when she's grown up Carol Kane and she's in bed with her husband and she hears the killer's voice coming from her closet and she tries to shake her husband awake, but her husband is the kid. Well, it's not her. Um, the killer is in the bed with her uh-huh. and that's creepy. Like that whole bed violation, like that happened in the grudge. It's like, it's so, it's such a safe place and to find the scary yeah. thing there. It's, it's a good scene. I like that scene. What about you? What? Sorry, I've been kind of babbling because I'm mad at when a stranger calls in myself. It's okay. Well, what did what did I find scary about this? Yeah, because um, you gave it a two. Because <laughs> I gave it like it tried. Um, what did I find scary? I guess I found like the tension filled scenes kind of scary, where we're like, it's just her face looking around, like, ooh, what's happening? Yeah. And then she calls the police, and like, I'm telling you something's. I don't know. It's just the parts where you feel for her, where it's like, okay, I can see this happening to someone and being freaked out. Mm. Like the part in the restaurant where the killer calls her again as yeah. an adult, yeah. and he's just like, "Have you checked the children?" And like, you know, it's coming too. You don't want to believe it, but yeah. you know it's coming. And she just breaks down in the middle of this fancy ass restaurant, uh-huh. and it's it's intense. She didn't get to enjoy her lobster and her husband being district sales manager. Yeah, he gets a raise, but then he gets killed. And a car, Brennan. The company car is lost to her. That's the real loss here. I think he's alive, though, at the end. We saw him breathing. Did he make a noise? Yeah. I I really don't care about this movie. I still want to watch When a Stranger Calls Back, only because that's a great title for a movie. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But I am not sold on this. Let's move on to campiness, because we've been talking for a while. What did you rate it? I gave it a two. Like, that was just me throwing a bone, giving it a bone. Yeah, you're so nice to these movies. Actually, I feel like I've been getting meaner. <laughs> okay, that's good, actually. Um, I don't know. What was campy about it? I gave it two just because it was silly to make fun of it, like, sitting here watching it with you. Like, that was fun. Yeah, a little bit. We mostly just, like, I don't know, pretended I felt a like the campiness movie. part of the entire film was what you already mentioned. Like, the fact that the guy was like, have you checked the kids? It's like... He called like five or seven times. At some point, it should occur to you to check the children. <laughs> she did at one point, but then the phone rang and she sat at the bottom of the stairs because she didn't want to answer the phone, but she was sufficiently distracted from checking the children. Oh, 
don't know. I'm giving it a one out of five on campiness just because I think it's too boring to even be remotely enjoyable <laughs> on a campy level. Although, there are two, two things that I wanted to point out. There's one, the cop's kind of a dick. Like, um, what does he do? The girl Tracy that the killer had kind of tried to romance at the bar, the cop finds out about her, and he's pounding on her door. And she's like, who the hell are you? And he's like, I'm a private detective. You got to let me in. God damn it. And she's like, do you have a badge? And she's like, oh, I don't shut. know why she was so selective with him when she straight up let the murderer guy in. Like, yeah, no problem. Why did she even lock the door? Just leave it open all night. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, she's 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 campy. I don't understand her life. I'm happy for her that she's so confident. I envy that. But whatever. Um, he's like, I'll show you my badge when I get in. <laughs> and he opened the door. And she opens the door. And he's like, I don't have a badge. <laughs> but I'm here now. <laughs> I like that scene. You're that, right. was that was funny. good. And the score. There was there was a sting that happened like once every half hour. But it sounded exactly like the, the THX sound logo where it's like, like to a T, like one of them is ripping off the other, and I don't uh-huh. know which it is. I call it Doctor Madrakis theme. Yeah, for some that's reason. the name of the that's the name of the parents who yeah, lost but, the kids. But usually, the title of a theme is associated with what is on screen when a theme plays. Doctor Madrakis was on screen a lot. In your mind, in the fantasy movie you were imagining. You, okay, sure, fine, whatever. You're right. Anyway, um, I like his name. The fact that his name is Doctor Mandrakis. He did. Doctor Mandrakis makes it feel like it's my big fat Greek stranger. Like I don't know. I just that was a joke that I tried to make, and it took me like twenty minutes, and it's not funny. Okay. Uh, effects score one. There's none. There's no effects. Yeah, there were no effects. We get to we get to hear about the blood because the first thirty minutes of this film is cops explaining crimes to each other. Uh-huh. Um, but that th- there's nothing. What's your score? My score is also a one. I, there was Great. nothing. Oh, I mean, maybe five out of five. Like it, those uh, blood from the walls in the movie that I was imagining. Yeah, no, in the in the movie that I pretended I was watching, <laughs> it was super gory and it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay, overall quality. Let's let's hit the nail on the head. Let's stab this movie in the heart and ignore it forever. I give it a two, um, maybe even a three. Like if I'm what? talking about. If I, I, mean, if you, I stand by if two. If you fall asleep in the middle. I stand by my two. But, okay. like, if I'm incorporating the fact that I was just here, you know, watching and laughing and poking fun. And just the, enjoying life. Yeah. It's like, isn't life great? Three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like a two. The movie is a solid two. It has its moments. If it had cut that, like, entire middle segment out, it would be great. But it, they didn't do that. I 100% agree. I also gave it two out of five on Lucky Stars. This really could be a great, like, 30-minute short film. <laughs> yeah. And that this would have been a great short film to review for last week. Yeah. No, it's not a good movie. It's just not. I don't remember what I was talking about, but it gets two out of five because it's a solid number two. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that's funny. Thank you. I mean, it's a poop joke. Yeah. This is probably my least favorite movie that we've watched behind Vampires, which... Is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. No, this was miles better than Vampires. Oh, it was. Like, there was actual quality involved in any moment of this movie. Like, half an hour of it's fine. That's It's like watching one great sitcom episode plus an hour of, like, a lecture that you didn't really want to go to. Mm. 
Uh, let's go to champion dialogue. Scrape something good out of this movie. What's your champion dialogue, Sergio? Uh, my champion dialogue can be divided into two separate parts. Uh, remember that quote that we brought up earlier about when Tracy is all alone in her apartment? Like, she's about to walk in, and oh, then yeah, she and sees him in the corner of her eye, and she's like, what are you doing here, you silly old goose? Also, how did he do that? It seemed like he was waiting for her yeah. in her hallway, but yeah. he had to follow her to get there, so I'm yeah. not sure how. Maybe he took, like, saw that she was going up nine flights of stairs, and or nine flights in the elevator, uh-huh. and oh, ran up okay, nine that's flights. Smart. That's not smart. That's impossible. There's no way he's that fast and after there were nine only, flights. There were only six floors, so. Wasn't it nine? It was six. Oh. It's not upside down. You might have been doing cartwheels or something at that point and missed it. Quick anecdote. When we were watching this movie, it was the very beginning scene. And um, Carol Kane, like the phone rings like every two minutes in this scene. But Carol Kane was sitting on the stairs being scared, holding like a fireplace poker. And Sergio gets a phone call on his cell phone and it goes like, what what how did I forgot that do 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 My I don't have a Nokia from the two thousands. <laughs> that was like from Jurassic Park the three. Yeah, okay, what's the noise? Um call my phone. Do 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 it happen. Do 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 Okay, I'll uh, call you. Call Sergio. Uh Okay, we get it. We get it. We both just thought it was the phone ringing in the movie because that's such a normal ring to us now. And then I was like, wait a second, that didn't happen in the seventies. Anyway, that's 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 the remake that Brennan's gonna make. Yeah. No, my remake will have the Nokia phone. It'll be a a period throwback early two thousands. Um, okay, and my champion dialogue is when uh, Carol Kane is putting her kids to bed. Because in this universe, kids go to bed before the babysitters come, so the babysitter's job is the easiest in the world. Yeah, like, why do you I even w- need a babysitter at I that point? I would so do that job. Um, she's putting her kids to bed and doing their prayers at night, and her son's doing the prayer, and her daughter is interjecting, and it's great. I pray the Lord, I so to take. God bless Mommy and Daddy and me. Grandma, Aunt Lucy, Uncle George, and me, and her. Excellent. It's like, and me. She's like, don't forget me, you bastard. I just, I love that. Uh-huh. I, I liked that little girl actress. She like, she was a terrible actress. But the thing is, I've seen so many awful child actresses in movies that I kind of just imagine that's how children talk now, uh-huh. and it doesn't bother me anymore. Uh-huh. Like, they all talk like vacant, like, drugged-out Xanax moms, right? Mm-hmm. Now that we put this movie to bed, um, let's just talk about it. This is our genre check-in that we ha- didn't get to do last time. Uh, how how are you feeling about proto-slashers? Let, you know what? Let's talk about the slasher elements that we can see kind of building in this movie. Because this is a very, very loose slasher because there's not a lot of... Uh, there was no slashing. Yeah, there's not really slashing. There wasn't a really a high body count. <laughs> It was like one body count, and he was shot. The kids died. We didn't see that. Whatever. But, I mean, I think it's very... We never even saw the kids. I think it's very much in the vein of Halloween, in that it's a babysitter being stalked by a merciless killer who gets shot by the Captain Ahab figure who's been chasing him around. Captain Ahab? Yeah, from the Moby Dick. 
I think it came out too soon after Halloween to really be a ripoff of Halloween, but it was like those genre elements were kind of coming together. Those are both based around that same kind of urban legend and creepy killers stalking in the suburbs and that kind of thing. And that eventually became the slasher genre. This one wasn't super related. Okay. I can kind of see what you're getting at. I don't know. Anyway. What elements did I see? None. Great. Yeah, this I saw this the one intimate ones, I guess. Did you mention those? The intimate ones? Like, no, not the intimate ones, but like the intimacy of the slasher genre. What makes it so effective is the fact that you get to know the characters and you yeah. you feel bad when things happen to them that aren't great. Yeah. No, that's, that's yeah, it, it was, it's just a bad choice all around, really. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad we watched it. We have this knowledge going in. What's this our next movie? I will tell you that. Thank you. One second. Um, this is actually the the latest movie, like timeline wise, that we're covering. This came out in 1979, one year before Friday the Thirteenth. Coalesced, like lit the fire that was the slasher genre, because Halloween put the rules down, and Friday the Thirteenth proved that you can make those movies really cheap, uh-huh. so everyone made them. Um, yeah, so this is 79. When a Stranger Calls is one of the latest films that we're covering, so we're also going to be seeing what's kind of feeding into what created this movie, too. Okay. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Oh, we've been meaning to watch that movie for years now. Man. Are we watching the original or the remake? The original. Okay. The remake came out in 2014, so it's not a 70s movie. Oh, okay. Um, but I do want to watch it. I heard it's okay. Um. Uh, anyway, it's... Uh, like a Texarkana set proto slasher that should be interesting. I've heard, it seems like it's very esoteric. I've heard like kind of weird things about it. Excuse me. Cause the filmmaker was kind of a weird dude, but this movie was referenced in scream because when Dewey, David Arquette takes uh, Tatum and Sydney to the grocery store, um, the curfew is on, even though it's the middle of the day. So there's no one in town and he's like, Oh, it's like the town that dreaded sundown. Hooray. Anyway, I'm always excited when I can watch a new movie that's mentioned in Scream <laughs> because that gives me one more thing to understand about Scream, and I'm happy with that. Okay, that's good. Because I'm a... He loves Scream. I'm a huge glistening nerd. <laughs> if you have your own opinion to share on When a Stranger Calls, if you want to give us a prayer of absolution for making Sergio watch it or for making you watch it, uh, please contact us. On Twitter, at Scream101Pod. On Facebook, at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Please email us. We like we got, we got don't get just like casual emails from people, but that would be great. <laughs> I want people to email me and be like, hey, what's up? Let's talk about movies. That would yeah. be awesome. I will that talk would be to cool. you. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe and review us. Give us five stars because we don't have to be doing this. So you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> yeah. um, thank you so much for listening. <sighs> we really appreciate it. Um, as always, well, have a have a happy post Halloween come down, beginning of the Thanksgiving season. It's Christmas time in all the stores. It's been since like July. Um, have oh, a I'm nice so ready journey. For this. Good luck on your journey. I'm so I'm so ready, so ready, so ready, ready for Christmas. On your journey. Oh, and stay gold. I'm sleepy. And I'm dopey. And I'm bashful. <laughs> I wish you could have seen his face. Goodbye. <laughs>
Have you made me seen it? No. Have you made me watch it? Have you made me saw it? Have you made me seen it? You made me see. He's. This is like. Uh, I'm trying to make a joke. Hold on. Let me get to it. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gorgab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.